Section 5 of Some Famous Women by Louise Creighton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Chapter 3 Jeanne d'Arc, The Maid of France, Part 2. A few days after this glorious victory, Jeanne went with Dunois to visit the Dauphin. Her good sense, which was one of the causes of her wonderful success, made her wish to press on to Reims. Besides, her voices had told her that she would only have one year in which to do her work, and she was eager to get on. But the Dauphin hesitated and listened to other advice. Noble Dauphin, Jeanne pleaded, hold not such long and wordy counsels, but come at once to Reims and be worthily crowned. She could not persuade him to make haste, and the next month she spent in taking other places from the English. A young noble saw her at that time and wrote to his mother. To see her and hear her speak, she seems a thing wholly divine. At last her persistence was rewarded, and the Dauphin agreed to march to Reims. The towns on their way yielded to him, or rather to Jeanne. It was she who ever filled her friends with courage and her foes with fear. Reims opened its gates to them, and preparations were at once made for the coronation. When Charles was crowned in the great cathedral, the maid stood next to him with her standard in her hand, and when all was over, she knelt, embracing his knees and weeping for joy, saying, Gentle king, now is accomplished the will of God, who decreed that I should raise the siege of Orléans and bring you to the city of Reims to receive your solemn sacring, thereby showing that you are the true king and that France should be yours in less than three months she had accomplished what she had set out from her village to do jeanne had hoped that the day after the coronation the king would set out for paris which was in the hands of his enemies but again there were delays charles consented to make a truce of fifteen days with his enemies jeanne's good sense showed her what a mistake this was Weary of the struggle, she longed that it might be God's pleasure for her to lay down her arms and return to keep her father and mother's sheep, but she would not leave her task. It was nearly six weeks before she was allowed to go against Paris, and she was so badly supported that in spite of her great courage the attack failed. Once she stood all day in the ditch under the wall in the heat of the fire calling on the enemy to yield till she was shot in the leg. Then, when her men carried her under cover, though she could not move for her wound, she kept on crying out to them to charge, and telling them that the place was theirs if they would. But it was of no avail. Three days after, the king decided to retreat and go back to the Loire. During most of the following winter there was little fighting, but in the spring once more Jeanne began to advance on Paris. It was then one day in Easter week that her voices told her that she would be captured before Midsummer Day, adding that she must take all things well for God would help her. So they warned her every day, but never told her the hour of her captivity. Yet with this terrible fate before her she rode on, she knew no turning back. A few weeks afterwards she was at Compiègne and led her men out against the enemy. They were surprised by an unexpected attack as they rode. Thrice Jeanne charged and drove back the enemy, but more and more soldiers came up. Most of Jeanne's men fled, 
only a few faithful ones stayed with her the enemy surrounded them and john was forced from her horse and carried off great was the joy of the english and their french friend the duke of burgundy when they heard that john was a prisoner she was in the hands of a french noble of the english party and was treated as a prisoner of war but her enemies planned to sell her to the english who had always said they would burn her if they could get her meanwhile she was kept in the castle of beaurevoir and kindly treated by the ladies of the castle they wished her to lay aside her man's dress but she refused saying that she had not yet had leave from god she did not feel that her mission was ended she was much distressed by the stories that she heard of the sufferings of the people of compiegne the town which she was trying to relieve when she was taken prisoner she longed to go and help them she knew too that she was to be sold to the english and she dreaded falling into their hands so one night she tried to escape by leaping from the tower a height of sixty feet she was found lying insensible in the ditch but with no bones broken she said afterwards that her voices had bidden her not to leap and told her that compiegne would be saved now the voices comforted her bidding her beg god's pardon for having leaped jeanne soon recovered from her injuries and compiegne was indeed relieved but the maid was sold to the english after she had been some four months a prisoner she was carried to several different places and at last to rouen where she was imprisoned in the castle with rough rude men to guard her no woman was allowed to come near her she was kept in chains and night and day had to endure the company of the soldiers it was because she still hoped that some way of escape might be shown her that she would not give her promise not to try to escape had she done so she might have been more kindly treated but her great courage made her ready to bear anything rather than give up the chance of going back to her task jeanne was to be tried by the church because the plan of the english was to treat her as a witch inspired by devils a french bishop belonging to the english party was the chief of her judges and with him sat forty-three learned lawyers and clergy to judge the peasant girl of eighteen before whom the english army had shrunk in terror the maid had already been nine months a prisoner when she was brought to trial she appeared dressed in a black suit like a page strong in her confidence in the guidance of god and trusting in her voices to tell her what to answer the judges could not make her swear to answer truthfully all their questions she swore to speak the truth on certain subjects but on others chiefly on her private communications to the king she said she would say nothing first for six long days she was questioned in the public court the ignorant peasant girl alone amongst her enemies she never faltered her answers came quick and ready though often her judges wearied her by going again and again over the same points when they asked if she often heard her voices she said there was no day when she did not hear them and she had great need of them she described once how the voice had awakened her and she had risen and sat on her bed with folded hands to listen and to give thanks for its coming always she showed that all she had done had been done at the bidding of god i would rather have been torn in pieces by four horses than have come into france without god's command she said 
she stated confidently her belief that her king would gain the kingdom of france adding that it was this revelation that comforted her every day she never complained and said that since it had pleased god to allow it she believed that it was best that she should have been taken she said that her voices encouraged her to bear her martyrdom patiently for she would at last come to the heavenly kingdom when she was asked what she meant by speaking of her martyrdom she answered that she meant the pains she suffered in prison and that she thought it probable she would have pains still greater to bear for six days she was publicly examined in court and later on nine other days she was secretly examined in prison during all this time in spite of her constant entreaties she was not allowed to hear mass on her way to the court she passed in front of a little chapel and she used to kneel to pray at the entrance till even this was forbidden when at last her examination was finished a long statement was drawn up in which jeanne was declared to be a witch and a heretic and accused of many evil deeds these accusations were sent to many learned men for their opinion and all declared that jeanne's voices were either inventions or the work of the devil and that she was a liar meanwhile her judges visited her in prison and exhorted her to submit and own that she had been deceived it was nearly two months since the beginning of her trial long sermons were preached at her she was confused by many questions difficult for an ignorant girl to answer and told that it was her duty to submit to the church again and again she answered simply i submit to god my creator she was ill and worn out with suffering and anxiety but as she lay upon her bed in prison she still answered bravely through her weariness come what may i will do or say no other thing for a week she lay in her chains the rude soldiers always with her then again others visited her urging her to confess but she said if i saw the fire lit if i were in the flames i would say no other thing to the last she had hoped that deliverance would come somehow but now it seemed to her that she was altogether deserted on the twenty fourth of may she was taken out to the stake in the market-place at rouen amongst a shouting crowd of hostile people there a statement of the accusations against her was read out and she said that she was willing to do as the church ordered and that since the doctors of the church had decided that her visions and voices were not to be believed in she would not defend them she was bidden to sign a paper to this effect and told that if she did so her life would be spared we do not know what the paper was that at last jeanne in her fear and weariness consented to sign with her mark and we do not know whether she understood what she signed but a few days afterwards she said my voices have told me since i greatly sinned in that deed in confessing that i had done ill what i said i said in fear of fire jeanne was now handed over to the church to spend her life in prison she cried here some of you church folk take me to your prisons and out of the hands of the english but her judge sent her back to the same horrible prison with the english soldiers a woman's dress was brought her and she was bidden to wear it 
for three days she lay in prison with her legs in irons and chained to a wooden beam we do not know exactly what happened but on the third day it was announced that jeanne was again wearing the man's dress which she had sworn to her judges that she would not wear again news was at once taken to the judges that she had relapsed and they hurried to ask her the reason she pleaded that it was more convenient to wear men's dress among men and said i would rather die than remain in irons if you will release me and let me go to mass and lie in gentle prison i will be good and do what the church desires but there was no pity for her it was decided that she must be given up by the church to the english to be burnt it is said that jeanne cried piteously and tore her hair when she was told her fate if so she soon regained her courage her last desire was granted her she was allowed to receive the sacrament then she was led out to the market-place weeping as she went so that she so moved the hearts of those who were with her and they also wept she had to wait in the sight of a great crowd whilst the sermon was preached at her when it was over she humbly asked forgiveness of all and said that she forgave the evil that had been done to her some who watched were moved to tears but others were impatient to get away to dinner so the bailiff said away with her then jeanne was led to the scaffold piled with faggots she climbed it bravely but asked for a cross to hold as she burnt there was none for her till an english soldier broke his staff and made a little cross and gave it her she kissed it and cried to her saviour for help to the last she affirmed that she was sure that her voices had come from god and had not deceived her as she was being chained to the stake she said ah rouen i fear greatly that thou mayest have to suffer for my death then as the smoke rose round her she cried upon the saints who had befriended her and with a last strong cry jesu her head sank and she was free from her pain the story of jeanne the maid of france seems too wonderful to be true but all that we know about her is taken from the words of those who knew and saw her and from her own words at her trial recorded not by her friends but by her enemies it is by her own words that we know her best and they show us her pure nature her marvellous courage her perfect devotion to the task given to her we cannot explain what her voices were but we know that she believed she heard them and that somehow this simple peasant maid was taught how to save her king she accomplished her task it was she who gave the french courage in their hour of despair and in the end the english were driven out of the land and charles the seventh became king of the whole of france End of section five.